Hey, let's talk Gillette. Welcome back to a Let's Talk Gillette, and this is a very special interview episode. As you may have already noticed, I'm not the usual host of Let's Talk Gillette. Uh, that duty is usually done by our very own Jason Gray here at GPA, and he's uh, actually going to be our, our our guest in this episode. So really, there's two reasons to that, but uh, first, Jason, welcome. Thank you for joining me. Oh, yeah. Thank you for having me in <laughs> This exact place where I always record these. Yeah, but it's a little different, right? You're it is a little side. different. I am on the opposite side of the table. <laughs> so we're here really for two different reasons. Uh, one, to get to know our host of Let's Talk Gillette. And then also to celebrate uh, a recent uh, award you won, actually, for this very program. So that's pretty exciting. So we're going to talk about that actually kind of first, and then we'll get into our typical questions, I guess, that we have for the usual group of people we have here for interviews and things. So I'm going to read this part, though, because I can't memorize it for sure. So, <laughs> so yeah, Jason, uh, you're a recent uh, hometown award winner. The uh, specific award you won is actually Audio Programming Access Center Professional for yep. Let's Talk Gillette for this uh, podcast. And so, yeah, just a little rundown and a little background on what this award is. It's the Hometown Media Awards. It's the Foundation of Alliance for Community Media Yearly Awards Program. It is established to honor and promote community needs, community radio, and local cable programs that are distributed on public education and government access cable television television channels. Again, obviously we're more on that, or this program would be for the audio version. So each year, usually they get like a thousand submissions. So these entries or programs are submitted and then evaluated on several factors resulting in over 100 award winners. This panel is made up of judges from the industry, so they evaluate all the entries. And the awards are presented to the most creative programs, which obviously, like I said, we, uh, or you really, because you've been the host for this couple of years now, we've been doing it for over two years. Yeah. Well, 2021 we started. Yeah. Yeah. So probably about for a good portion, almost two years anyways. And, uh, you've done really well with this program. And, uh, I think it's uh, something that I'm personally proud of you for, uh, winning this award. So thank you. Yeah. So, um, so that's just kind of a little background on why we're here with Jason, and uh, also, I mean, two years in, we should probably get to know the host a little bit of this program. I think usually I don't even introduce myself. No, it's kind I of think funny. I, just, <laughs> I think I just say, welcome to Let's Talk Gillette. I think you do. It was funny. I was listening to some past ones just to kind of get an idea again of how these typically run, and I'm like, you never introduce yourself. <laughs> On all the episodes except for this one, I'm not really the focus of why we're there. You know, True. we're there to learn about our elected officials or other city employees or what's going to be in the agenda, usually what's going to be in the agenda. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm usually not the important part of the podcast. And that's actually typically a good sign of a host. They shouldn't be really the main focus of that. So that's a little bit on that award that Jason recently won. So I guess, are you ready for some questions? Yeah, I think so. You think so? I guess first question is, uh, tell us a little bit about your work history. Sure. I've worked for Gillette Public Access Television for the last six and a half years. Uh, I started in February of 2017. So I've been here uh, a while. Before that, I worked at Basin Radio here in Gillette. I only worked there for about six months. Before that, I 
I guess the job I had before that was I was a radio broadcasting intern at Central Wyoming College, uh, where I, I had my own show uh, on the air. So w- when you hear college radio, you, you think of like boring, like public domain music or classical music. 81, where I worked, it was not like that. We were the top 40 station in Riverton, uh, and people listened. I used to get recognized in public sometimes. Just by your voice? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I never posted my face or anything. <laughs> there was a time my brother came to visit, and while we were waiting in line at a restaurant, the guy ahead of us recognized me based on my voice. And my brother was just shocked. He's like, yeah. I didn't realize you were like a minor local celebrity. There you go. So, What made you decide to come to Gillette from, uh, I guess, more or less Riverton and some of the other areas you were at? Um, well, I, I did grow up in Gillette, more or less. Uh, my family originally moved here when I was six. So obviously that time wasn't up to me. And then coming back, so I, I graduated in 2016 uh, from Central Wyoming College with my degree in radio broadcasting. And and then I was looking for jobs. Mm-hmm. I applied for jobs all over the country, radio broadcasting jobs. And then I got a kidney stone, which is immensely painful. Yeah, I was like a month shy of my 26th birthday. So I was still on my parents' insurance. So I came back to Gillette to go to the doctor. <laughs> and wh- while I was here, my dad was like, you know, why don't you go up to Basin Radio and just like introduce yourself and tell them who you are and what you do. Okay. And they offered me, you know, a part-time job. Yeah. You know, I uploaded commercials. I uploaded programming and stuff. And Did you do uh, some board operating? I did, yeah, yeah. for sporting events and stuff, mm-hmm. live remotes. Uh, I would sit back in the studio and hit the buttons. Yeah. Yeah. And I did that for about six months. And then, you know, this job came open. My dad, again saw the help wanted on tv he was flipping through the channels and he saw on our 192 the the little slide and he's like well that seems like something jason could do and i applied and here i am that's funny i actually didn't know that's how you found that job but oh yeah uh, i mean we do obviously yes always check out our government channel 192 we always have our job postings on there but i didn't realize that was how you uh came across it so very cool it's kind of funny to asking you these questions because, of course, most of these I know the answers to, but uh, <laughs> I almost feel like I could answer for you. But even though I just learned something, so obviously uh, these are good. Tell us a little bit about your family then. Sure. Here in Gillette, it's just me and my wife, Lindsay. Uh, we've been together for 13 years now. Uh, we got together when we were 19, so not quite high school sweethearts because we were, well, because I didn't meet her in high school, but... <laughs> Uh, just right after that. And then obviously here in town, my parents are here and our cat. What's your cat's name? Oh, uh, our cat is Mary Mary. That's the name she came with because uh, when we went and adopted her at the Gillette Animal Shelter, they were like, oh, do you want to change the name? I totally blanked. I hadn't even thought about it. <laughs> so we left her with Mary Mary. I've got a brother and a sister who live on kind of opposite sides of the country and a handful of nephews on... Not just on my side, on Lindsay's side as well. Yeah, a pretty small family, I guess. Yeah. So what's something unique about you and that most people don't know that you wouldn't mind sharing? Well, one of the things I could talk about is Let's Talk Gillette is not my first podcast. Mm -hmm. I have a a personal podcast that I run that's uh, sort of an audio drama 
my degree is in radio broadcasting. Uh, that's what I wanted to do. I love audio, mm -hmm. which is good because that's what I get to do here on Let's Talk Gillette. But for a long time, I didn't get to do any of that. So what I did was I invented a fictional radio station. Uh, I set it in a fictional fantasy kingdom that I made up. Mm -hmm. And I do advertising and programming for that. You know, it started out where it was just ads because ads is what I really liked to make. Mm -hmm. You know, short 30 seconds to a minute. Yeah. But over time, I've, you know, branched out into news, talk, information, entertainment type programming mm -hmm. that fits in on my my fictional station. I do that with my wife and some of our friends. I'll do voices for that. Yeah. And it's a lot of fun. Podcasting is a lot of fun. It's, I mean, like you just said, that your wife and friends get to do it with you and stuff mm -hmm. too. So what's the best part of being a Gillette Public Access Television Productionist Specialist? Uh, well, definitely my favorite part of my job is making Let's Talk Gillette. And I'm not just saying that to like butter all the listeners up. Like, I, I love audio, I love podcasting, and I get to do that through Let's Talk Gillette. Well, I mean, I'm a little, I mean, I'm happy that's your favorite thing, but I was hoping you'd say, come working with me every day. But you know, that's oh. okay, that's all right. Huh. I'm, I, sure, it was I'm, close, I'm sure it was a close second. <laughs> I'm, work, I'm working with you now on Let's Talk Gillette. That's so, true. <laughs> there we go. Uh, <laughs> so what's the challenging part, I guess, or the most challenging part of the job? I was thinking about this because I would say most of the things we do aren't really that difficult. I think the most difficult period of, of work here at Gillette Public Access Television is definitely our election season, when yeah. we're very busy getting forums ready, live election coverage, preparing all that, having, we film interviews for the Chamber of Commerce where they get the candidates in. Mm -hmm. So we've got candidates in and out basically all year. Yeah. I'd say that's our busiest time and probably our most stressful time because that's when we do most live, non-standard programming, you yeah. know, aside from our, our regular council meetings and everything like that. It's a lot of additional pressures yeah. to get all that done in time and, yeah. and get it all out there. And, and it's typically a lot of footage, so yeah, absolutely. So why a podcast? And uh, talk a little bit about how Let's Talk Gillette came to be. Well, why a podcast is, uh, well, I think the big reason is because I like it, <laughs> but also for, you know, connecting with citizens, connecting with an audience. Podcasting is a couple of things that make it really good. It is fast and it is cheap <laughs> because it doesn't require anything except for microphones and a recorder and a recorder. So it's a, it's a good, easy way to get, to get information out there. And for listeners, I think it's good because they can, you know, throw a podcast on while they're running errands, while they're driving, while they're going for a run. You know, a, a podcast is a good sort of passive way to learn about things. Mm -hmm. So I think that's good for learning about the city council and the things that the city of Gillette does. Because those things are important, but I think maybe a lot of people don't want to dedicate a ton of time to it. So a good short podcast episode is great for that. When we started this, you know, we were throwing around ideas, you know, how to, how to connect, get information to citizens. And a podcast came up. And I, yes, that's a good <laughs> idea. Let's do that. Yeah. Because that's what I like to do. Well, and it, it's, a, it's just another tool, you know, to mm -hmm. get that information, like you said, out. So it's been great. Obviously, award-winning. So. Yeah. <laughs> 
What's been your favorite episode so far? Oh, gosh. Uh, I want to say my podcast episodes are like my children. Where, like, it's hard to pick one. I, I'll say my favorite bit that I've made in the last few years is when I did those water conservation PSAs, mm-hmm. where I'm going to assume all of you heard my water conservation PSAs when I put them on. And if not, go back and yeah, find them. Yeah, go back and find them. I mean, I don't remember exactly <laughs> which agenda review I put them in. Start listening at episode one and work your oh, way yeah. through. No, but I got to, you know, sit down and write a PSA, you know, like, all right, what's an interesting, sort of funny way I can introduce the, the concept of water conservation? And what I came up with was, you know, the sound effects, the narration that... Uh, my goal was to make everybody really thirsty uh, so that they would be thinking about how important water is to our everyday lives. And that's, the, you know, music, sound effects, that's the kind of thing that I really love to do. Yeah, and you do a good job of it. Oh, I, re- I always enjoy hearing those. So, Other than that, I think the profile interview episodes are my, my favorite to make because I get to, you know, get interesting people in and sit down and talk with them and ask them questions. Yeah, it's a little different being on the other side of that. <laughs> You're in the hot seat now. So, yeah. you know. So, like I said, this is obviously won the uh, hometown award uh, for the Audio Programming Access Center professional category. So, you were able to go accept the award in Brooklyn, New York, is where mm-hmm. that was at last month. Tell us a little bit about that experience of uh, at the awards. And then also, you got to partake a little bit in the Alliance for Communities Media Conference. Yeah, talk a little bit about your experience there. Sure. I thought the Alliance for Community Media Conference was really cool. You know, I got to go to a a bunch of different classes talking about techniques, uh, approaches to to different aspects of public broadcasting. Mm -hmm. And that was, it it was interesting. The the one class that I really liked was preserving local media Mm -hmm. as a public access center, which was one part like archival processes, which wasn't the interesting part. The interesting part was they had a couple of guys in who were like documentarians. They were very passionate about talking to people, getting their stories, Mm -hmm. getting the local history from people. And the guy was so passionate about it. Like eventually I realized that he started to yell, but I didn't notice because we were all so wrapped up in what he was, he was saying. Uh, And it was really cool. And yeah. that's something I'd like to introduce a little bit going forward. You know, right now I'm working on our history of the city pool episode, and I'm hoping to get some, some local perspectives yeah. on, on the history of the city pool. I am hoping to find people who remember the first city pool, which was demolished in 1961. So it's not impossible that I will be able to find someone. If you or someone you know remembers the first city pool, please contact Gillette Public Access Television at 307-686-5745 or email us at gpatv at gillettewy.gov. Nice. I thought I might as well throw that in there in case somebody listening knows someone. You never know. So that's kind of my biggest takeaway. I got to visit with some people who work in similarly set up public access stations, Mm -hmm. and that was really cool because we're... A little bit unusual here in that we are part of the the city of Gillette. Yeah. Yeah. And then the the ceremony that evening was, it was really cool. They gave the awards in alphabetical order. So as audio program 
by a public access center professional, I was number four on the, the list as they worked their way down. So that was nice. You know, I got to go right at the beginning when everybody's still kind of paying attention. <laughs> it is a long ceremony and there, there are a lot of... It, it was two hours. Yeah. And, and they, they play like clips and stuff. They would play little clips of each. So it was really interesting to see some of the things that other public access centers are making. Yeah. But yeah, I got, I got the award. It was, uh, it was a good experience. Yeah. It was, I'm really pleased that I got to go. Very cool. So I guess, and you kind of touched on this a little bit, but what are your hopes and goals, I guess, uh, going forward for Let's Talk Gillette? Sure. I'd like, well, I'd like to get in some more local history, get in things related to what the city of Gillette is doing. I think that's our big goal is to include what is the city doing and mm -hmm. to inform people. I was looking back at my list of future ideas the other day, and I still think that I could get, you know, an episode, and maybe they're not very long episodes, where I go through the different aspects of the city code. I'd like to do chapter three, which is liquor mm. ordinances. I'd like to get in more of our more public-facing city employees. Mm -hmm. I don't know that I will. Uh, people are a bit resistant sometimes to, you know, I think they think I'm going to ask like gotcha questions, which is not what I do. You know, it's really just to get to know them. I give them the list of questions was, in advance. I was like, gonna say it's not very intimidating. Let's by peek any behind means, the but, curtain a little. You know, like here's the secret thing. <laughs> I give them all the questions I plan to ask in advance. Yeah, yeah. I think they're afraid I'm going to make them sound like an idiot. It's like it is literally my job to make you. I'm sound not sure good. if it's so much that they're worried you're going to make them sound like an idiot. I think they're just worried they're going to come across that way. Maybe, but well. It is literally but my job to make sure that job. doesn't happen. Yes, we, that's, that's something we do, whether it's audio or video. Yeah. <laughs> Here at GPA, we try to make sure everybody looks and sounds the best they can. So. Yes. Yeah, I think just recording in general, people are leery of. And I always try and show them when they come in that, no, this is really painless. Like, I'm going to try and do my best to make this as easy as possible for you. Yeah. Yeah, I'd like to get, I'd like to get more people in to interview them. I think that would be good as well. So, Okay, so last question, actually. Is there just anything else you would like to say about uh, to the citizens, I guess, of Gillette? Well, the thing about me having things to say to the citizens of Gillette is when I do, then I do it because I talk directly to the citizens of Gillette through <laughs> this podcast True. at least twice a month, yeah, if yeah. not more. But I think uh, it's important to, to be informed about your local government. And however you do that, whether it's by listening to this podcast, by re reading the newspaper, by coming to the meetings, you should know what your local government is doing. Yeah, you can always uh, watch those meetings. On... Watch the meetings live yeah. on Gillette Public Access Television. And I always tell people exactly how they yeah. can do that in the uh, Or the social media. The you can get a lot of social information media, on our Facebook, yeah, website. Instagram. Lots of different ways. Yep. And every episode you mention that, like you said, so... Okay, so are you excited? This is probably the, the really exciting, like, really best way to get to know someone is with the lightning round. So, uh, you always can learn a lot from people, I think, in these. So we're going to, if uh, Jason's ready, yep. he seems to be ready, we're going to go through these. It looks like we have hmm, over a dozen here. So, okay, so first off, favorite color? Blue. Favorite food? Steak. Favorite sports team? Um, so you know the film Cool Runnings? I think the, uh, 
what is it, the 1988 Jamaican bobsled team from Cool that, Runnings? That, that, oh, yeah, I, and I think that answer tells you everything you need to know about my approach to sports. <laughs> Big sports fan sitting over yeah. there. Dogs or cats? Uh, cats. If you could visit any place in the world, where would you go? Uh, gosh, I have always wanted to see Ireland. So if you could go back in time, when would you want to visit? Like what time period, I guess? Okay, so most people, when they get this question, they talk about the historical periods that they're interested in learning about. Mm -hmm. And I thought about it, and the historical periods I'm interested in, I am 100% fine just reading about them. <laughs> I like playing the Oregon Trail game on the computer, but I would absolutely die of dysentery. Yeah, I was gonna say, like, you don't wanna try to cross the river with... <laughs> yeah. So I thought about the question in a, a little bit of a different way. So in the 18th and 19th century, pineapples were incredibly expensive. People in London used to rent pineapples to take to parties with them, to make them look wealthy. I could buy a pineapple for $2.50 at Walmart. So if I had the opportunity to travel back in time, I would go to Walmart first and buy myself as many pineapples as I could carry. And then I would take them back to the 19th century and rent them out for huge profits. <laughs> what, what were they? Do you know what the profit margin off of a, just a rental so of a they pineapple say, was? They say that in today's money, a pineapple was worth about $8,000. Oh, wow. Interesting. So, I did not know this. Yeah. I learned something today. Favorite ice cream flavor? Uh, mint chocolate chip. Favorite season? Fall? Pepsi or Coke? Coke, I guess. Usually if I get soda, I get root beer. Star Wars or Star Trek? Star Wars? It's not that I don't like science fiction, but the science fiction that I usually like is, uh, I like Doctor Who. I like time travel stories. Yeah. As may not surprise you from my time travel answer. So in your opinion, what's the best part of uh, living in Wyoming? So when I was in college, uh, my first college, I, I, I went to Casper College, my first degree is in technical theater. Uh, we had a new professor from New York, and when he got here, we did like a class trip somewhere, mm -hmm. and he was talking like, this is beautiful, like, there is so much space here. And we were, we were down around Casper, and so I looked around and I was like, I don't see anything. What are you talking about? I have been to New York now. <laughs> yeah. And it's a little claustrophobic. Very claustrophobic. Like, it can be, you know, 11 o'clock and you can't see the sun because it's behind a giant building. Mm -hmm. Like, so w w having been to New York now, I understand <laughs> and I appreciate the the space that we have here. Yeah, it, uh, I agree with that, actually. Having been there myself, it uh, especially when you're there in the summer and it's hot oh, and humid, yeah. it just adds to it, so... Yeah. Okay, so uh, this one's always a fun one. We kind of have a question from the last uh, lightning round sure. from whomever was the previous, which it looks like it was Councilman Jim West. So he yep. was the one who uh, wanted this question. So what is your favorite restaurant or type of restaurant? So in favor of not, you know, naming specific names, since I'm a, you know, a public figure here, I think my favorite type of restaurant is the locally owned restaurant. I love places, little places where they really care about the food. Mm -hmm. You know, they try and do things interesting. I can probably get away with mentioning specific places that aren't here. When I lived in Laramie, our favorite place was called the Crowbar, mm. where they, they make 
really good hamburgers. Uh, and my favorite burger there, they called it the Kingbird. It had, it was a burger with peanut butter and banana and bacon on it, which is an odd combination, but it's actually really good. Sounds like an odd combination, so, but. Uh, yeah, that's that's the kind of place I like is, nice. you know, small, locally owned, interesting food. So I guess kind of the last question, I guess, what would the question be that you would like to hear from a future round, uh, future lightning round, that is? Keeping in mind that you'll have to answer this next. No, I know. Um, <laughs> you know, it's not like I didn't have this list of questions in advance, like even more than most people. And somehow I completely failed to think about this question at all. The other nice thing about podcasting I was going to say, you can I edit can this. I 100% hide the 10 minutes I spent thinking about that. Hopefully it's not actually 10 minutes. We'll see. Two hours later. It would be an interesting question to ask, do you like podcasts? And if so, what kind of podcast do you like to listen to? I think that's of course, a good question. Then we run the risk of people going, uh, no, I don't really do. But I guess it could be, you know, what kind of radio do you like to listen to? Or maybe audio program. Or audio something. program. Yeah. Uh, and for me, my favorite, for a long time now, I've been really interested in radio drama. You know, there's a huge amount of free entertainment, free scripted entertainment uh, that you can watch while you're driving, watch, listen to while you're <laughs> driving. Yeah, don't watch while you're driving. I lived in Lander while I went to college in Riverton, so I had lots of time going back and forth. I rode the bus yeah. uh, every day back and forth. I feel like Wyomingites do a lot of driving. Yeah, so. and I think audio drama is great for that. You know, it's scripted, they're telling stories. Mm -hmm. It's just like, you know, watching TV, except you don't actually have to watch. Pick out the standout favorites. I really like, like the classic noir detective type radio dramas, the mm -hmm. Sam Spade. I think my favorite is actually the uh, Nero Wolf ones. Nero Wolf is, think about the two types of classic detective. Like you've got your Sherlock Holmes, like eccentric genius types, and you got your, your Sam Spade, like punching people and getting knocked out, hard boiled type yeah. detectives. And Nero Wolf combines both of those in that Nero Wolf is the, you know, eccentric Sherlock Holmes. He is hugely fat and never leaves his house. Uh, but he has his assistant, Archie, who goes out and does the kind of hard-boiled, looking for clues and, gotcha. and talking to people. So it combines both of those. Okay, so that will be the question for the next, uh, next interview segment, I guess. So what is your favorite? We'll just say, what's your favorite audio program? Sure. Or, you know, so. And I will specify to them that they don't have to say, Let's talk July. <laughs> What's your close second? We'll, yeah. we'll say that. Yeah. Well, I, that's it for lightning round and all the questions we had, Jason. So I hope this was uh, insightful for those that are listening to get to know the usual host of Let's Talk Gillette. And then again, I guess I just want to say congratulations on uh, winning your award for this program. Thank you. I really appreciate the work you put into this program, and I know you are very passionate about this program. So again, thank you, and thanks for joining us. And I guess we'll wrap it up, and we'll, we'll cue your little outro now. Yep. All right. Let's Talk Gillette is a production of Gillette Public Access Television and the City of Gillette. For more information on city operations, visit the city's website, gillettewy.gov, 
or follow the City of Gillette on Facebook or Instagram.